Hello there and welcome to Community Life. Here we talk with the community experts about their life journeys and learn from each other. Today we have a conversation with Chris Miles, who has such a passion for video games and chatting with friends that he decided to make creating games and getting to know people his career. Also, Chris, my Japanese language Duolingo quests buddy and an amazing person to talk to and have fun with. So hello, Chris. Hello, Yari. Nice to see you. How are you doing? I, I listened to a conversation, to the conversation you had with Laurie. It was just amazing. And it was such a throwback when you told about Command and Conquer game at nine years old. Oh, yeah. I remember myself playing this game. It was crazily tough. I remember my yeah. uncle played and he was good. I sucked. So how did you feel about the insufficient funds message? I suppose at age nine i was like yeah but give me the thing that i want to buy i like <laughs> i don't know you don't really i didn't really understand back then what i needed to do i was just like i'll click the men and the men do the thing and now the thing go blow up kind of mentality uh, but then obviously as i played it more and more i started to understand that i needed to harvest some what is it called? Tiberium? Is it Tiberium? That's Command and Conquer, right? The green stuff. Yeah, I feel like that. I feel like yes. Feel like <laughs> yes. But I remember it was also some gems or something yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah. So it was like different, different parts where you can gather those stuff. And yeah, it was a lot of fun. What, what, which side you've enjoyed playing the most? Oh, G.O.D. I liked a lot. But I was like, it's not very creative. It's just like regular army things, big tank go burr sort of thing. So I like the Hand of Nod, just like the cool scorpion towers and whatnot. They were fun. <laughs> and what what was the toughest thing for you while playing this game? Ooh, being told I'm not allowed to play any longer <laughs> because I hyper-focus all the time, whatever task I'm doing, that's the only thing that exists in all of reality. Mm. So I've just hyper-focused on like doing my mission and then being told that it's time to come off. I'm like, no, <laughs> I'm in the zone. Why would you do this to me? <laughs> how, how did you feel about this save game button? Did you use it? I don't even know that I knew that that existed. <laughs> <laughs> I used to play a game called Heart of Darkness um, on the PlayStation 2, PlayStation 1, one of the two anyway, and I didn't have a save card. Mm. Uh, so I used to play the whole game in one go. I never finished the game, needless to say, but that was a lot of fun. How, how long was the game? Oh, I think it's like 10 or 15 hours long. <laughs> it's like Mission Impossible because at 8, 8 p.m. my mum would turn off my console so I had just the whole day to do it and never finished it so <laughs> yeah so even if you start at 8 a.m. and like play until 8 p.m. still not enough time oh, yeah, yeah I totally get it I feel I feel like the autosave it's one of the best inventions in the playing yeah, world <laughs> and even autosave before some hard moment. And you know, when I was playing games such as Quake or something like that, mm. like 
older version. I don't remember if it was in previous version, but later on, like I, if I see this message like saving, I understand that something hard will be like in the yeah. next minute, <laughs> like immediately. And I was like, oh my God, oh my God, I'm already prepared. <laughs> I'm not ready so... Yeah, yeah. And have you ever played Command and Conquer since then? Yes, I played Red Alert, Red Alert 2. Um, and then some years later, I did like Legend of Kane. But that was just like a fleeting kind of nostalgia throwback. See, I think I played a couple of hours and I was like, yep, seems like the same game. <laughs> but I think I, I ended up playing StarCraft. Mm. Um, when, when was that? Oh, come on. Let's say it's um, 2008. I don't even know when it was. I played it in my teens and I enjoyed it, but I was I sucked at it, but it was fun. So I ended up moving from Command and Conquer to StarCraft. I I feel like it was it was a, a usual move for kids back then because mm -hmm. I remember it was Command and Conquer, then it became StarCraft, and then like people like moved from there to there and like never came back. So yeah, yeah, there was just some quality of life stuff in. Um, you know, Starcraft that Command and Conquer didn't have because it's old. I don't know. It's the funniest thing. I've never played Starcraft, you know? What? Oh, man. Yeah. Line in Starcraft 2 is really, really cool. I, like I, I, I feel like I need to install it now and try, you know? So at least if somebody asks me, I, I will tell, yeah, I played it. Well, who cares at what age? Yeah. <laughs> at, least, at least I played it. I wonder. Why Digital Monkey Master? <laughs> okay. Uh, this is a great question. Uh, so I used to DJ and produce music. Somewhat poorly, but I stuck out for a, a couple of years. Uh, and I ended up... I used to be known as Monkey Boy because I was very flexible. I can pick, I can still pick things up with my feet. So that's where that came from. And then a friend of mine was doing a Sean Connery impression. And they said, like, show, schmonky. <laughs> and I thought that was really funny. And ended up using that little snippet as a DJ tag. So I was DJ schmonky. You could still Google DJ schmonky. Please don't. Please don't. <laughs> um, and then between Monkey Boy and schmonky, I was like, right, I need a rebrand. Because this isn't very, it's not that cool. It's not like a cool name. I don't know if Digital Monkey Master is a cooler name, but I'm, um, and I just thought, well, I'm digital and mm. I like monkeys. <laughs> and then I was like, uh, I need like a three letter acronym that I could use as a presence. Because two letters is like, meh. DMM had a, like a really good ring to it. And I was like, oh, what could the last one be? And I was like, Digital Monkey Master. And then I just sort of settled on that. When you send message to your community members, do you ever write DM a DMM? No, but I think after this meeting, I might. <laughs> Tell me more about you being a DJ and your passion for music. Um... Okay, 
I don't know how far down the well we want to go with this. So, um, I've lived with autism all my life. And one of the main focuses I've had, um, one of my core motivations is to be better. Um, and one way, one of the biggest things that I've focused on is communication, because obviously communication is king. If you, if you and I can't have this conversation, we don't know each other, we can't connect better. Um, so it's like really, really important. Um, I'm so sorry, my brain froze. Could you re-ask me the question? <laughs> yes, my question was, tell me more about your DJing experience and your passion for music. Music, that was it. Okay, so there's the context. Uh, music is another great way to communicate because you can just send somebody a song and they can feel how you feel or something that best represents you. Um, so I figured that because I enjoyed music so much, I might go into music creation. So I ended up um, doing like set lists. So little mixes with like, I did like a summer mix that I ended up just listening to while I'm on a beach in Ibiza because I was like, these songs are cool. Um, and then I did like mashups. And I just had a really, really good time because I loved making stuff and I loved music. So I was like, why don't I just slam the two together? Uh, yeah, I don't I think that's about it. <laughs> Do you still do you still create tracks right now? No, and that's I think that's because I have so many creative outlets with the work that I do. That mm. when I finish work, the last thing I want to do is more of the same. I'm just like, okay, I'm I'm creative out today. Let's just whack Netflix on and just sit here quietly, like, oh. <laughs> so no. How do, you, how do you feel that you are ready to create? And how do you feel that like, okay, it's enough creating for today? That's a great question. There are a lot of days where I go, oh, I'd really like to do thing X. And if I have time in my schedule, I'm like, I'll go do it. Like every Wednesday I've scheduled, um, a creative session to make voxel art mm. because we run a weekly art challenge. I'm like, right, every Wednesday between two and half four, before I go on my lunch break, I'm making some of And some days I'm like, I'm going to go do something else because it's just not, it's just not happening. Uh, but in terms of knowing, I think you just get an urge. Oh, I really want to do this. And you just know when you're, you're not in the mood. If you are not in the mood, but you need to have something done, do you have any techniques or something that can you, that can turn you into, into the mood? I don't think so. You just have to slog through it. <laughs> Some days you just have to make the most simplest thing you can. Yeah. Call yeah. it quits. And like, yeah, <laughs> that's art. <laughs> Sorry. Today is exactly. not the day. 
Yeah, I totally feel you. I totally feel what you are talking about because sometimes, you know, sometimes I have to come up with some creative idea to create mm. some, okay, some kind of LinkedIn post or something like that. And so I'm like, nope, not today. So <laughs> it just doesn't work. And then another week at one day, I can come up with like two or three posts or at least yeah. post ideas. And then like, oh my God, why, why didn't I think about it previously? But yeah, I, I totally understand what you're talking about. So let's start from the beginning. Tell me about your parents. Who are they? Uh, my mother, Sue, uh, she is the best mother anybody could ever have. I, I don't know anybody who fights as much as she does for me. Uh, she's incredibly good at... <laughs> Advocating. I nearly said abdicating. <laughs> she isn't a queen. Uh, she's incredibly good at advocating for me. Um, uh, but I mentioned, obviously, being autistic, there's a lot of process that's involved with like getting diagnosed and getting the right support. And then on top of that, I had lots of uh, physical and mental health problems growing up. So like her support is incredibly valuable. And I wouldn't be here. Obviously, I wouldn't be here without her because she's my mum, and that's how being born works. But <laughs> <laughs> um, I wouldn't be as I wouldn't be able to communicate with you as as well as I am, and I wouldn't be able to I don't know. I have a lot of love for that woman. Um, she had a tough time growing up and um, she had a tough time in her 20s with kids because her partner was really, really bad. Mm. Um, incredible. Um, she's basically my mum and my dad and I wouldn't have it any other way. Got it. And at what age did you start to understand? Because why I'm asking, because, you know, sometimes... When you are a kid and you, you, sometimes you can't understand that your your parents or your mother or father wants the best for you. So, you know, sometimes kids are fighting back. Like, you know, yeah. like if, 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 if your mother telling you, like, I'm shutting out your PlayStation, you can fight. You will definitely go and fight like, no, no, you're the worst mom ever or something like that. But at what age did you understand that she is your advocate? As daft as it sounds, when I was 18, um, because up until that point, it had just been me as a kid being diagnosed with ADHD. Hmm. Um, and then during when I was 18, I had a really bad bout of depression that lasted a couple of years. And then she was there constantly like, are you doing all right? No, talk about it come on, what's wrong? Um, and she was helping me get the help that I needed. And when I was 21, she helped me get a diagnosis for autism, which is which was really, really late. But I think that's because I was, I'm able to mask it quite well. Mm. Um, if you don't know I'm autistic, you likely won't from just talking to me. Totally. Um, so yeah. Incredible woman. 10 out of 10. Good review on Yelp. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember 
exact moment when you understand that she's your advocate? Was it like, I don't know, some, some action or some memory or like, do, do you remember yourself understanding it? I do, but that's a very personal moment. So. Got it. <laughs> Got it. What is the first memory of your childhood that comes to your mind right now? Having a tantrum because I missed a shot playing pool, age 10, in Butlin's holiday camp. <laughs> I was really, really angry because I'd, I'd, I'd like, I was playing pool with my sisters or some kids or somebody and I missed the shot and I just like throw in the cue and ah. Oh, I'm so glad I we've evolved since then. Did you break something? Oh, I break. I used to break lots of things, but yes. What a terrible holiday that was for my mother. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> what is one thing that you didn't really want to break that you've broken? Mm. Did you have some regrets about it? I can't really think of anything. It was like just ordinary household objects, but they didn't really have any sentimental value. Uh, let's say my mother's heart. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. You know, I why I'm asking because when I was, I don't know, like eight, nine, ten, something like that, I had a cat and accidentally, it broke his leg one uh, accidentally like I didn't mean it you know I was I was just I was just thinking that cat can jump out of your like out of the window it's it's like mm -hmm. the first floor it's not like it's not even it's not even jumping like outside it's like jumping in the room and something went wrong and mm -hmm. I just pushed it a little like I didn't mean for sure I just pushed it a little and somehow you know, as I always say that cats are always on their legs, but yeah, they always land on the feet. Something happened. And I was like, when parents asked me, like, do you know what happened? I was like, I have no idea. Like, I don't, I don't know. But you know, I, I still remember it. And I do not remember exact moment how mm -hmm. it happened. But I remember only one thing that I didn't want it. And then I didn't feel that I you know that I do it that that I did it so yeah it was it was a little weird so that's why I'm asking you do you have yeah except for mama's heart you know I I feel like I feel like parents have super strong hearts for their mm -hmm. kids because otherwise it can't it can't you know like you can't be cruel like okay not cruel you can be like to your partner to a friend to a colleague but I feel like you can't be mad on your kid forever. You can mad, you can be mad definitely for some time, but not forever. So it's the yeah, I, family, right? <clears throat> yeah, exactly. And also, mm, like how I, I feel like kids are just do not understand what they are doing, you know, and they and they can regret it later in their lives. So. And if parents are not forgiven, I don't know. Like if the closest person is not forgiven, 
How can yeah, you deal with this world? Definitely, uh, leave a scar somewhere. So yeah, I feel like a lot of scars, but <laughs> still, still, still whole. Yeah, and you wrote that at some point you went to university to learn from industry professionals and was blown away by just how much you'd learn on your own. So mm -hmm. I wonder at what age did you start learning on your own? So um, I mentioned earlier that I'd had uh, a few years dealing with mental health issues. During that time, I'd found a program called RPG Maker uh, mm. VX, I think it was. And I was just like, I've always wanted to make games, always. Since I was 13, I was playing like Bubble Bubble, that kind of thing. And I was just like, oh, this would be so cool if I could make cool experiences for other people. So when I had all of that time and nothing to do, I then started working on on um, understanding how game logic works. And I experimented with scripting. I experimented with making my own game. And naturally, it was terrible. But I ended up teaching myself the fundamentals of game design. And then over the next six or seven years, I just kept refining like how I programmed, how efficient the code was. And I st I'd started looking into art and then into 3D modeling. Um, and it, it all just kind of, the whole process was just incredibly, incredibly fun. And I loved it. Absolutely love it. I love it to this day. <laughs> what is your learning process? How do, how do you do that? Whenever you start a new piece of software, the first thing you should do is press every button. What does it do? Just mess with it. it just twiddle, twiddle the knobs and move the bars. Uh, and if there's something you haven't tried before, like this thing and that thing, do them together. Just just play around uh, and see what effect it has on the, the stuff you're doing. You shared that you like very much your achievements in games. And I wonder how, how your achievements in the virtual world impacted the real world, your real life. So we're talking uh, in the interview with Laurie about me leading a guild and doing the first Lich King kill. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose it's self-affirming. So the fact that, let's take that for example, the fact that I was able to effectively communicate with a group of people told me that yes i can do it hmm. and i should do it more because this feeling that i get i will only get if i effectively communicate with others and if we work together and build strong bonds to just achieve stuff in video games it, it kind of gives me the edge to say well i could do that whenever wherever like there's nothing stopping me from coming up with a cool idea and then doing that with other people. Yeah. You know, I, I, I feel like since the moment we received this opportunity to have multiplayer mode, I feel like the world changed. Yeah. 
mm-hmm. because previously you were playing on your own like you were going through this game or you can you, you could play with somebody sitting near you uh-huh. and then just you know change in place so you can play with each other and you always don't want to change places because you know ah, it's, it's the most interesting moment i need to do this yeah. and then we received this multiplayer mode where we can basically first i remember first it was I could play with our internal network, so only with people from my house, which mm-hmm. was a little hard because I was living in a private house and it was like no kids around. So I still <laughs> was locked in, you know, in this yeah. my uh, only my game. But then when the internet happened and all the multiplayer games, it's it's a great feeling when you can play basically with everyone it's something like we are having right now like we're in different countries and we are having this conversation right here right now mm-hmm. so the same in games and i i totally understand what you are talking about this feeling of camaraderie of making something together and uh, you know i feel like i don't know i feel like i can't personally me personally i can't stop playing games mm-hmm. even though i do not have much time to do that but if i have time i'm always up to i'm always there and i wonder what do you think is the difference between people who play games all their lives and those who say that they are too adult to play games find that a very funny statement because i think i'm too adult to play games is an old school of thought where games are for children and and those people will end up be the be the people who are watching TV programs about adults playing games like Tipping Point or whatever. And it it just oh, my brain doesn't compute that. Like why you you are averse to having fun. You're averse to making memories with other people, with working together, with opening your horizons. It, I just I can't compute that you're <laughs> yeah I believe I believe it's because previously it was something like childish you know yeah. like only only children play games if you're an adult you can't you can't build Lego if you're an adult or you can't I don't know eat you know I don't know some a lot of ice cream if you're an adult or, or something <laughs> like that. So it's, I'm, it's, adult. It's not... I'm adult I'll do what I want <laughs> If I were to eat this whole tub of Ben and Jerry's, you can't stop me. <laughs> yeah, but it's still like this, you know, this internal parent. Nah, you shouldn't do that. Oh, and all this stuff. Yeah, but- I think sometimes, not with games, but with some anime, I'm like, I'm probably too old for this. I'm probably not the target demographic. I don't care. I'm enjoying it. Yeah, if it's Peppa Pig, I guess, most likely. Yeah, but once again, you know, when I was watching Peppa Pig when with my kid growing mm. up, it was a lot of wisdom there. Yeah. yeah. So even even watching those uh, animes for kids, for children, it was like, okay, I can learn from this. <laughs> yeah. it, it, wherever you can learn, right? It's good. You shared also that it's you had a strange feeling taking care of yourself. I don't know if you learned. Uh, to take care of yourself in that time, but why did you think so? Why did you think that it's a strange feeling? It's difficult for me to look after myself in a lot of different ways. Um, I'm kind of on top of mental health now. 
that's great. I've got a lot of practice in <laughs> keeping up there. Um, for a lot of sort of generic everyday tasks, it doesn't exist until it's it absolutely needs doing. Like, um, so it's weird. Self care is a skill, and not one that I developed until later on in life. Um, so even now, like, I hire a cleaner because not only do I not have any energy to go clean every day, um, it's just, I, I have better, I don't want to sound big headed, but I have better things to do in my day than to clean. Um, like I'm the, the less time I'm cleaning, the more time I have to think about community growth strategies to think about, um, maintaining friendships, uh, and family ties and those sorts of things. I don't know. It's a weird one. Mm -hmm. it's it's just a weird one i'll get it one day one day i'll get it <laughs> i i you know i i'm asking just because i i feel very much the same so you know i i didn't know about self-care till i joined international community world mm -hmm. and here people are talking about self-care about like going out about going offline and all mm. the stuff and I was like about thinking about yourself, about doing something good for yourself. And I was like, I can always do something good for myself if I want, but why should I, you know, like, okay. Okay. There's something I've said for many, many years. You can't help somebody if you're dead, mm. if you don't look after yourself, you can't possibly help others achieve their goals. Or like if you've spent your sleeping pattern's messed up. You've had four hours sleep and a friend really needs you. You're going to be running at 20, 30%. You can't really give them the help that they need because you haven't looked after yourself. Like you've got to, you've got to keep on top of it. It's a good idea. You know, I feel like it's a good idea to think about it this way. So if you really want to help people, you have to help yourself. Yes. Because otherwise you won't be able to help people. And you can say no, because you're at 20%. You have to take that extra day to look after yourself. Otherwise you'll be back to square one. And still, it sounds so hard to say no, but I'm, I'm learning. I'm learning how on doing that. <laughs> so <laughs> I totally get you at this point. I saw a photo and some time ago you had long hair. No, no. <laughs> Why did you decide to go back to a short one? So initially I had long hair because I was too lazy to cut it. Okay. <laughs> That's the truth. I feel you. I feel you. <laughs> and then when I was like 20 odd, I wanted a mohawk. So I got a mohawk and dyed it all sorts of colors and had lots of fun. <laughs> and since then I've just sort of not grown it back. What was your favorite color? Either green or blue. That looks pretty good. Oh my goodness. Oh no. So a fun little anecdote for you, Yuri. Speaking of a mohawk, um, I went into my local snooker center over the, the weekend just gone. Uh, and I hadn't been there for 11 years, 11, mm. 12 years. And uh, <laughs> he said to me, oh, yep, you are still a member, but you need to renew it. And um, here's your photo. And I looked and I got a big, a 
bright pink mohawk. <laughs> and I was like, okay. <laughs> That's something I would have done. <laughs> Samsung changed since that time. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh my God, it's so fun. It's so fun. How did you choose what color to use? I, whatever. <laughs> I could be bothered to pick up. And although to be fair, um, I did just pick up a color that I hadn't gone before. Because I, I like mm. the idea of trying new things. You don't know if something works unless you give it a try. Yeah, totally, totally. And I remember one of the first conversations we had, you told me about Nutella pizza, about a sweet pizza. So how did you discover a sweet pizza? <laughs> okay, so I was at a local uh, pizza shop with my friend and, and I was like, oh yeah, some chicken strips covered in barbecue sauce and like garlic and parmesan. That sounds lush. So I had some of that. <laughs> and uh, do you want any desserts or anything? And I, I looked and I went, a pizza with Nutella and strawberries. That sounds ridiculous. <laughs> I've got to uh... try it. So I did. And I've never turned back. <laughs> First, love from the first sight, I guess. Exactly. <laughs> I wonder who, who ever discovered the sweet pizza. It's, it's so, it's so, so crazy, but geniusly, totally. Yeah. It makes sense. If you can have like a, a little pastry with strawberries and Nutella in it, why not just have a pizza shape? Do you like making pizza on your own? You know what? I love cooking but I, mm. I don't usually get around to doing it. So you basically delegate it to somebody else. <laughs> yeah, I love takeaways. Takeaways are great. <laughs> I wouldn't advise it though, because you'll get fat and unhealthy. <laughs> what, what is your favorite takeaway food? Mm. I am quite partial to a lovely curry, uh, a chicken pasanda with some mushroom right oh no i'm hungry now mm. <laughs> <laughs> got it <laughs> okay we can do a little pause so you can order it you know <laughs> <laughs> so coming back to games you are not only a player but a developer and creator mm -hmm. so i'd love to turn on you the question you've once asked on twitter what inspires you to create That is an exceptionally good question. Uh, what inspires me to create? I like filling in the gaps. Mm. So, um, there's so many things going through my brain. You'll have to give me a minute on this one. <laughs> what inspires me? I don't know. Do you know what? I have no idea. I'll get up one day and I'll go, wouldn't it be cool if thing, and I'll just get up and do it. I I don't know. I, that's honestly the only thing I can think of. I just, you just get the urge to, to go make something. Um, there, there used to be that I would experiment with a game mechanic for a game. So for example, I made Pokemon in Construct. Mm because I was interested to see how the systems worked and if I could replicate 
that system. So, mm. like, if you're walking in grass, there's a chance that you will get an encounter. And which encounter do we get? Oh, here's an encounter table. So I had that all sorted. And then I looked into the battle system and then looking at NPC movements and and that sort of stuff and just, just re recreating really fun systems. And I think nowadays, because I've done all of that in so many different areas of game mechanics that I'm just like, I want to do this today. And I just mm. wake up with it and just get the urge. What do you wish would exist in the real world that is available only in games? Teleportation. <laughs> How do you feel about teleport? Okay, yeah, okay, go on. Uh, I would love to just get in my teleporter and say, right, come on, Yori, we're going for a drink. Let's have a chat. But instead, I... it would be a five or six hour flight and it's a whole thing. <laughs> You know, I was thinking a lot about teleportation. So I was thinking about how exactly it's made. Like, okay, if we imagine that it exists, like, is it just delete our previous body and then creates a new body somewhere else? But what about soul? If we have a soul, like how it transports the soul? Mm -hmm. Like, because it's some kind of energy, you know, inside the body. So the problem with the body is solved. But what to do is like, have you, have you ever thought about how to create a teleport? I can't say I have, no. <laughs> I dare say that the minute you disintegrate the the brain, you're done. Like It would be effectively a new version of you because the chemical structure of things. I don't know. I've, I've... It'd be cool. That's all I could say. It would be cool. <laughs> Did you see Black Mirror? No, I saw an episode based on David Cameron and I was like, no, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> going to do that anymore. It's not for me. <laughs> lucky you, lucky you, you know, because it was, it was an episode where they save your brain, where you mm -hmm. save basically your identity. And then after somebody dies, they just plug, you know, all this information to like, let's call it metaverse. Mm -hmm. And then you are kind of living but in this virtual world. So humans are still living after the death. Oh. But I suppose a version of you exists rather than you exist. Have you played the game Soma? No. What is it? What it's all about? Basically, it's a puzzle game where you are teleported from room to room. Um, spoiler alert for anybody who hasn't played Soma do this with your ears now <laughs> um the the re the big reveal at the end of the game is that each time you teleport you didn't teleport a copy of you has teleported so you are still in that room for all of eternity mm. and i think that's it's an incredible game to be fair i've just ruined it for everybody but you know, remind, uh, I remember it was uh, a movie. I don't remember how it's called, but it's Magician or something like that. And I remember it was a trick with a teleportation. And as far as I remember, every time uh, the main character done it, they had to kind of kill the previous version. Yeah. And it was weird. <laughs> it was weird and crazy balls, you know? <laughs> it sounds really good. If you can remember the name of that. Send it over. That sounds cool. Yeah, I, I will definitely check it. And 
we just exp uh, I, I just asked you about like what do you wish would exist in the real world, mm -hmm. but what about vice versa? What would you wish exist in the video world that available only in real world? I don't know. I, don't, <laughs> I can't think of anything. It's like, if you can imagine it, you can do it. An argument could be made that um, one of the sensors that we don't have access to in games would be cool, but then people would misuse it. So... <laughs> um... You know, once I was reading a fictional book about um, a virtual world and people could feel the same senses they felt in real life, but only in case they felt it in real life. Mm -hmm. So if you tasted an ice cream, you know, you, you can eat an ice cream in this virtual world. If you've never done this, you will have no experience. You, you, can, you can do this, but you don't know how it feels. So basically, if you didn't try strawberry ice cream, you will try it in virtual world, it will be nothing to you. But if mm -hmm. you try it, like somehow they use your mind memories and all this stuff. So even if you are do having it, I, I'm afraid of that it will be in the future but also how cool it might be. But, you know, in, 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 on, the other, on the other hand, people won't go back to real world after that, I guess. What do you mean you'd be afraid of that? Huh? What do you mean you would be afraid of, of that being in a virtual world? I mean that people won't come back to real life. You know, currently, currently it's hard to get people back from the virtual world. But if we can have the same feelings we have in real world, in the virtual world, and even better, you know, amplified by um, additional like cars or characters, or I don't know, like you can create basically anything, like any kind of avatar. Or, or, so I feel like virtual world might be better than the real one. And why should anyone ever go back to the real one if they have a better world that makes so... a lot of sense i do think there's definitely a market for those kinds of things so as a an able-bodied person that probably wouldn't be too appealing to me because i could why would i spend five dollars on an ice cream in virtual in a virtual world when i can spend three dollars in the real world and eat an ice cream uh, but for people who don't have the the ability to do those things, maybe somebody has lost their sense of taste, and the because they've had a strawberry ice cream in the past, their brain remembers the taste, and in virtual reality they can taste again. Maybe that would be a really really cool application for it. I feel like it would be great to have some kind of hybrid world, so people can choose what life do they want to have. You know, yeah. Okay, I, I feel like I feel like we can talk about this forever and just <laughs> fantasize because I I've seen so many movies, I've read so many books about fictional world, and yeah. I like my brain is just like so many ideas and so many ways it can be right and also so many ways it can go wrong. Mm -hmm. So like it's always it's always it's always a hard question. But I wonder what is your favorite animated character? 
I'm going to say Kirua from uh, Hunter x Hunter. He starts off as a very quiet, solitary person and he makes a connection with Gon and mm. they are an unstoppable force. Um, just always there for each other by the power of friendship. <laughs> and I, I like his, I like his character design. I like his um, character development. I think he's cool. I'd like to be a super fast man. <laughs> everything, everything might be possible, you know, in virtual world. What about you? <laughs> Who is your favorite animated character? Oh my god. It's so hard when somebody is turning questions back. <laughs> but yeah, you know, I feel like at this moment, right now, the, I would say the last movie I've seen, at least the last movie I've liked very much was Encanto. Mm -hmm. And it was, uh, have you seen it? So yeah. it's, I, I, I even sent, wrote a message about it that it's, very similar to a community world and to a community builder um, as, as, as a person. So there is a girl who lives with her family in a magic house and every member of her family has some superpower. Like mm -hmm. somebody can, is super strong. Somebody can understand like what animal tells them. Somebody can, you know, become other people. Somebody can hear for a long distance or somebody can heal others. And only this person uh, doesn't have any superpower. But the funniest thing is that her superpower is connecting those people because without her, they do not have their superpowers. So the yeah. house is broken and their superpowers are gone. And it was like, I was like, oh my God, that's exactly how I, how I was feeling for a long time. So, you know, because I was changing different careers, I was like, uh, selling stuff in a shop. I was like doing SEO. I was doing marketing, paid advertisement. And then like, who am I? Like, am I a marketer or salesperson or whatever? And then like, okay, so I feel like my superpower to empower others. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what uh, community building is about. And yeah, I, I, I really like, liked it. And also I love very much this animated movie called Upside Down about emotions. And uh, I would I would like to say that my favorite character is happiness, but I really love the moment when sadness came to, um, it was an elephant and he was crying and happiness tried to like, hey, let's go play some games, let's dance. You know, she was trying to get him out of this state by just, uh, you know, I know playing games or whatever. Yeah, and, and and sadness just came like, oh, it must be very sad. I totally understand you. How do you feel about that? Mm -hmm. So it doesn't try to get uh, this character from their feelings, you know, just shut 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 down their feelings. Just try to try to try to listen and to empathize. And I was like, oh. Oh my God, it's so amazing. It was, it was really a turning point for me in parenting mm -hmm. because, you know, if my kid were coming like back from school sad or something like that, I was like, Hey, why do you sad? Everything is okay. You have an amazing life and all this stuff. You have good friends. And then like, 
you know, it doesn't help. <laughs> and then I understand that it's good to ask questions, that it's good to let everyone feel their emotions, not to just shut their emotions down, because you can shut them down. But, you know, at the end of the day, people will stop telling you about their emotions. Because yeah. why to tell if you are not listening? Yes, yeah, so... there's no point. I, I definitely agree with that. I think <laughs> the silly phrase, um, you have two ears and one mouth, so listen more, is great. I love that. Uh, and I think everybody just wants to feel heard. It doesn't matter how you're feeling. It doesn't matter which walk of life you're from. Everybody wants to be heard and everybody wants to feel validated. Um, and I love the idea that you're the Encanto ch character because I think empowering others is the most important superpower. I love that. I'm so glad that that's something that you feel is impressive. A lot of people are too busy in their own busy schedule and with all the things they've got to do and all their responsibilities or the expectations to just stop and think this person needs me to listen and they need me to tell them it's okay i think that it just needs to be more people like that yeah that it's okay to feel bad you know because like why do we have those emotions mm -hmm. we have them you know for some reason they were added to our brains or i don't know to our souls any anyway so if they if they exist it means that we need them like mm -hmm. and yeah but i i also i also saw like anyway it was 10 years ago but still you wrote that racket ralph is an awesome film so i wonder who is your favorite character in the racket ralph Oh. oh, I've not seen that in so long. Um, was that what you anticipated I was saying? I would say was my favorite char animated character, by any chance. <laughs> Got it. Um, who is my favorite Wreck-It Ralph character? It's got to be Ralph, right? He's pretty good. <laughs> I don't, don't know. know. <laughs> I'm asking you because there are many different characters. <laughs> I like the underdog story. I think that's why I like Hiccup so much from How to Train Your Dragon because mm. they're relatable. They try really hard, they don't succeed, and then they get incrementally better and they try to encourage other people around them. I always resonate with those kind of characters. So that's probably why. <laughs> <laughs> do you feel any connection with yourself oh that's an interesting question i'm not quite sure what you mean that with that i mean do you feel that those characters who are constantly improving and trying things yeah. and making mistakes okay. do you feel any connection with your way with your professional and life path yes um that's the journey that I've taken, the journey of self-improvement, of trying and failing repeatedly, failing more often than not. Um, but it, I wouldn't have it any other way because I am me here now and I, I just wouldn't change that. No, Chris, it's funny. And I had this uh, community life conversation with Jephthah Abu recently mm -hmm. and he said this phrase that 
cartoons and animated movies are so inspiring and I can totally agree with that because you know when you're watching uh, at least for me when I'm watching a movie it's good there are real people like I can relate to them mm -hmm. and all the stuff but still you know like if, if you're watching animated movie there are kind of real people but still they are like you know I would say exaggerated versions of real people and for me personally they are really much more motivating than just you know real people so got a theory for that Yuri I agree with you and I have a theory when you're watching an animated film there's the suspension of disbelief where you know this isn't real and you're mm. okay with that when it's re it's real people acting exaggerated it's grounded in reality but you know it's not real because of the way they're performing but because you're going in knowing it's not real in animated things it gives it there's no friction because you're inspired by the thing and it's not grounded in reality but that's okay you, that you doesn't kinda, really make any sense i've explained that very poorly you can you kind of you kind of can take a lesson and then think how to incorporate it in your life mm -hmm. so you don't have to you don't have to repeat for some so for someone you don't have to like you know go somebody's path or do things that somebody's already done which sometimes is also a good thing you know sometimes to to be great you can just follow the greatest and then at some moment but once again i feel it's it's, it's a lot of by the way how do you feel about it so if there are experts in some field, mm -hmm. whatever it's community building or gaming or anything, do you think it's good to repeat after someone or go your own path? I think there's a lot of value in emulating the work of others, especially the ones that have been successful. So let's take YouTube, for example, the work that Mr. Beast does is groundbreaking because nobody's done it before. He went yeah. his own way. Um, but then you look at those who are up and coming and they're copying Mr. Beast, but they're, they're putting their own little flair on it. So emulating while you're learning is in, it's a fast track to doing well because you're being taught good habits. It's when you add your own flavor to it that it really becomes your own. I'd say. But but how to add how to add your own flavor? Sometimes it's a conscious decision. Uh but other times it it just flows out of you. I don't know how else to describe that. <laughs> yeah, I can I can feel that. You know, I, I can I can relate to it, but I, I'm I'm still I'm still learning how to do that. I have no idea and you know I once again, I never, I, I try to talk about community as less as I can here, but once again, it's all connected to community world because there are so many amazing people and they're doing so many amazing stuff and I just want to repeat, but then I understand like, okay, so, but what's about me? Like, what is, what is my, you know, strengths and all this stuff? So yeah, I, 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 I totally, it's all Yuri. honestly, huh? I don't think you have to worry at all. <laughs> you do some amazing work. And you connect with so many people and nobody else does that like you do. 
So you're already in your own niche. Don't worry. <laughs> but yeah, you know, it's always, I always feel that way. Like it's so easy. Everyone can do this. So mm -hmm. let's just go. But you know what? I really enjoy this conversation. Even right now, even the conversation we are having now, I enjoy it so much because I met you at between two work hours. We met several times. We chatted over Slack and I'm like, I need more. I need more Chris, you know, I want to know more about his life. You know, I, I, I want to relate more and it's, it's, it's just my inner feeling. And, uh, yeah, yeah. I have so many questions to ask you, Chris, right, I well, cannot imagine. And I really wish to have the sky as a limit, but time is the limit. So let's just jump to the rapid fire questions. Are you ready? Okay. I'll do my best. I'm making no promises. <laughs> <laughs> Starcraft or Command and Conquer? Starcraft. Specifically Starcraft 2. <laughs> Got it. Make a game or play a game? Damn it! Why did you ask me that one? <laughs> play a game specifically because I can then share it with others. What are your favorite color and song? Uh, my favorite color is blue, I guess. Uh, my favorite song, I don't have one. I have like a list of 15 or 16 top 10 songs. Okay, so I will ask you to share this list with me later on. I will add it to the description of our conversation. <laughs> okay. If you were a superhero, what superpower would you have? Teleportation. I kind of thought about that. <laughs> That's an easy one. Who do you learn from in the community world? Name just one person. Oh. You don't make this easy, do you, Jorn? <laughs> nope. I didn't promise. <laughs> uh, as daft as it sounds, you. Okay. Because you show me that despite your own life problems you've you can always have time for somebody else wow i've never thought about it thank you very much for bringing it out and yeah it's i'm 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 delighted to hear that and yeah thank you very much chris and name two people who i should definitely reach out and have this conversation with laurie goldman I don't know if you've had her on yet. And I would love to know more about Fetty from Code Academy. I don't actually, I don't have his second name. I don't remember. Got it. Got it. Is there one question that I definitely should have asked you, but didn't? Ooh, I came up with one. For this last night and i completely forgot it you can came up with a new one <laughs> uh, what is the most difficult thing uh, about living with autism wow Wow, it's 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 a great question. So, Chris, mm -hmm. what is the hardest thing 
<laughs> about leaving his autism. <laughs> I think it is the assumption that I understand everything the same way you do. Because I'm neurodivergent, it's... And I look the same as you do. I don't think the same way as you do. And there are lots of nuances and hyperfixations. Like, I'm very, very sensitive to light. And I'm very sensitive to sound. So if you take me to a shopping centre, that's mm. like my personal hell. Because there are so many conversations. I could hear every conversation going on. And I could tell you what each one of them is saying. But it does not... It does not feel good. <laughs> so having sensory overload is probably my least favorite thing about having autism, uh, living with autism. Yeah, and you know, unless unless you tell about it, I would never notice exactly as you told in the beginning. So you are like totally, and it's 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 really good to know and. Uh, Thank you very much for sharing that. No problem. And you know, I feel like I feel like it's a, always a good way not to make this assumption that people exactly. think in the same way as you are, yeah. because you never know. Yeah, never a know. lot of the questions that you've asked today, I know what you mean, but I need clarification. So I've asked you to repeat, or I've asked you to like rephrase it, or whatever. Just because I don't I'm want to. I was happy to do that. Yes. Yeah. And and also and also what I'm really curious, though if I'm asking a question, like I do not expect, you know, a correct answer. I really want to hear your answer. And that's what really helps me to understand you better. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly that's exactly why I'm asking exactly those questions and some follow-up questions, because that helps me to go deeper into your into Chris's mind and to understand you better and to understand like what are the levels we can connect on like what can we talk about i definitely have to play starcraft so we can talk more about that yeah and i definitely <laughs> have to continue practicing japanese by the way are you are you practicing japanese 422 day streak on japanese currently so you're ready for a trip to japan uh, yeah, 2025, I'm definitely going. I've asked a couple of my friends if they want to go, and they said, no, I'm all right. I'm like, well, I'll be there. <laughs> Whether you come or not, that's up to you. So I'm. that's definitely happening. I can't wait. I'm going to go visit the Unco Museum mm. because it sounds ridiculous and it sounds like an experience. <laughs> okay, so I don't know what the life holds, but maybe we can visit together. We'll see. Yeah, so... Please. Chris, thank you very much for this conversation. You were always one of the brightest people and one of the smiling, one of the funniest. And I don't know, I just I, I just feel very, I'm trying to find the word. It's not kind, it's not, I just feel really good talking to you, you know, and relaxed. So I don't have to, you know, uh, think what to ask, think what to tell. <laughs> I'm just telling everything what I'm thinking about and we are always having a good conversation. So you're yeah, just this yeah. great, great person. And I really enjoy, I really enjoy every time we talk. I enjoyed this conversation. So thank it's you very much for your time you. and thank <laughs> you very much for being such an amazing person. <laughs> and yeah, see you in the community world.
Take it easy. And thank you so much for listening. If you like the show, hit the like button on five stars and share it with your friend. That's it. We're done. See you in the next episode.